What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast, the podcast that unites, ignites, and incites the Queer Walk community. I am Money, your dissertating dyke. Yes. Oh. I mean, can that be it for a while? Because it'd be hard to come up with You've been working real hard this weekend on that dissertation. I have. Just trying to graduate. I'm so proud of you. You've really been uh, busting your ass trying to get uh, get that thing done. Um, so shout out to you for that. And so I have to commute to and from work. It's like an hour and I'm just a road rage dyke. People need to stop (laughs) abusing the fucking left lane. If you're not going fast, get over. Nikita is a little angry driver. I really am. I flipped somebody (laughs) off the other day and I was in the wrong, but I was like, it was was like an old white man. Even though you were wrong. It don't matter. Wow. And on that note, drop Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light, I'm loving your soul They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go Worldwide from every continent, I just want you to jig a little bit Move them hips, feel that bliss, hug your sis, make a fist Don't resist your temptation, you amazing, no limitation My favorite in this matrix, we move by your vibration And that's love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love, I love you. you love. Hey. All right. Nikita, you want to tell folks where they can listen? You know I love to tell people where they can listen. I'm going to change it up. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Once you uh, find out where you can listen, engage with the rest of the hashtag Queer Walk community. How can you do that? I'm going to tell you. Here are our handles and info for social meds. So on Instagram, you can find us at QueerWalkPod. It's also the same handle on Twitter and Facebook. We haven't updated that Facebook in a while. I just uploaded it last week. Oh, bitch, you won your shit. Yeah, I was just checking on our people in all the corners of the social media universe. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Facebook at QueerWalk colon the podcast and you can also go to our tumblr which is queerwalk.com and you know this is my favorite way of community engagement which is our gmail and you can shoot us an email which is queerwalkpod at gmail.com you know if you want to send something a little bit more intimate a little bit more private a little more yeah a little bit more personal you go ahead and shoot us a nice lovely email you know it's like (laughs) It's like the twentieth. It's like the twenty first century version of you know, like snail mail. mail. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's like we just got a letter. We just got a letter. Is that Blue's Clues? Can, yeah. This is. Okay. What are you going to look at me in judgment because of Blue's Clues and yeah. you be singing songs that were? I don't sing from children's shows. I'm not a child. You have your genre. I have mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have shamed you. <laughs> All right, y'all. 
So, because this is a community program, we have two ways that you can support and sustain this program. One is you can use the hashtag. Use the hashtag QueerWOC to, like, repost the episode. Let us know which part was your favorite or, like, something that stood out to you when you're listening. Hashtag us everywhere that you're posting about it. Uh, Hashtag us on your Instagram stories because it seems like there's nothing but tumbleweed on Snapchat these days. So I don't even have a Snapchat. Well, that that's not because of the mass exit of Snapchat. Yeah, it's yes, because yes, it is. <laughs> it's because you never had a Snapchat. That is I think, that. I think that point is actually irrelevant. <laughs> so yeah, um, you can contribute to the to this program by using the hashtag. Also, use the hashtag Pod In when you're like actively listening. It's the hashtag that Barry created for Podcasting Color, just so other folks can um, discover us as well. Also on that front, you can support us by leaving a review. Yes. Wherever you are listening. So if you want SoundCloud right now, just click that little uh, speech bubble at this time mark and go ahead and leave a little comment to tell people why they should listen. If you are listening on what Nikita calls the superior platform. I've never used that term. <laughs> but if the shoot On is. air. <laughs> go ahead and leave us a review in the uh, podcast App. Is that what it's called? On the on the purple app on uh, Apple. Sure. On iPhones. So click the thumbs up, click the heart, wherever you are listening, leave us a review. Yes. The other way that you can contribute to this here program is monetarily. So you can do that in one of two ways. Either you could come on, drop off a little coin in the collection plate in the PayPal. That's paypal.me slash queerwoc. Or you can become a sustainer, is what Nikita likes to call you all, over on the Patreon. And what this means is that you give monthly donations. You can pick your value there. We have some suggestions already laid out for you. But if you want to do more or less, it's up to you. It's just a more regular way to sustain this hair program. So, yeah, that's how you can contribute. I feel like you've been practicing. I really haven't. I just been trying to get it in there. It's good. I dig that. You know. Did I you am give them excellence. the where they can how to access us on Patreon and PayPal? PayPal.me slash I did. Why you keep correcting me? I said oh, paypal.me slash queer WOC. Oh, okay. Patreon.com slash queer walk pod. Oh, shit, my bad. I didn't I didn't mean to um insult your co-hosting abilities. You know what? Y'all just leave a review and uh, tell me who I should get to replace Nikita as my co-host. Wow. <laughs> you know what I noticed after we posted episode 50? That it was that we've done half of this program together. So I did half by myself oh. and half with you. Is this where you like, bitch, here's the door. We got to get somebody else in? No. I didn't realize that I was. this was a temporary labor arrangement. <laughs> no, I was just saying like, that's meaningful to me. It is. I agree. So, Money, do you want to move into the Queer Walk of the Week? Yeah. Okay, so the Queer Walk, Queer Walk, Queer Walk of of the the Week. week. This week is Violet Palmer. So, I'm going to put a link to the video on Violet that was posted by Bold and Untold. Um, And so, I think it's like a, a YouTube channel or a Facebook channel called Makers. And it's all about, um, like, feminist media, uh, 
of like history troublemakers. So I'm like, mm, sounds like right up my alley. So they made a video on Violet, who was the first female NBA referee. And so like, it's just like a three minute video. It's so cool, but it's amazing to see how historic like her taking that position and like you know having that job was and like the the doors that she's been opening in the nba since so now she's like a director of referees and trains other referees for the nba and the WNBA. yeah she making coin yes um if she is looking to support two relatively young Cause y'all know the the queer white community, especially the black lesbian community, is like this big. That big. So I know either Violet or somebody who knows her is listening right You're now. Right. <laughs> if you would just like to tell her that we highlighted her as queer walk of the week. First of all, I too love basketball. <laughs> I was just telling Nikita before this. This was this is a job possibility that you just like don't even think of. So right. because I was so unskilled at playing the game of basketball, sure. I was like, oh well. Obviously, right. I have no part or place in like this arena. Refereeing was like never it, it never even crossed my mind that like you could do that and to know that like a black lesbian was right. the first woman to be an NBA referee is just it's we, just amazing. We know my limited knowledge. So the referee <laughs> I know what the, the, oh, <laughs> stop that. Okay, that is actually that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, and so one thing that stood out is like Violet was told um, like early in her career by somebody to go back to the kitchen. And instead she was like, I'm going to pave the way. So like <laughs> I'm going to be in the kitchen whipping shit for my wife. But fuck you. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to be out here blazing and trails. <laughs> exactly. that's, what, that's what Violet's up to. Yes. And can, um, can we please just talk about. That gold tuxedo. Yes, yeah, she wore a gold tux to her wedding. And it was so fly. It was like printed. What, yeah. what, I have to run it back. It was nice. It was like paisley. It was like a gold I was paisley. about to say it was like, and yes. I don't even normally like Ooh. gold. Yeah. But it's nice. Well, you know, I still got a little sweet spot for gold because of my undergrad days. So just like some highlights from her career, she has refereed 919 NBA games. Damn. Which is like such a long tenure. Um, and so they, you know, they started like naming, oh, she's, she's like referee games for people like Grant Hill all Mm -hmm, the way to mm -hmm. like LeBron James. And so like just how long her, her career has spanned. Right. Um, and yeah, so now she's, you know, retired from actually refereeing, but is training. That's so great. So that is fantastic. Just wanted to highlight her because I was like, damn, she's a shit. Violet. Yeah. So, Violet Palmer, y'all. Oh, and the link is in the description box to her video. In the show notes. All right, Nikita, you want to move us on along to community contributors? Well, before we get into community contributors, just two things. We are recording tonight, and it is Bisexual Visibility Day. Yes. So, shout out to all the folks who are bisexual, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, bi folks are erased. Mm -hmm. So it's just important to shout out them. So shout out, much love to them. And September the 15th marked the beginning of Latino Heritage Month. Oh, yes! So we just want to, you know, show some love and appreciation and support for bisexual folks and for our Latinx folks. Yay! 
Look at you. You know, I'm Being all communal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, to our community contributors, shout out to the homie. Parvati. Oh my gosh, P. I, first of all, I miss you so much. But we miss you. you so much. I'm going to text you back. I know you texted me. So. Y'all know Nikita ain't shit. I responded. know. Anyway, so much uh, love and appreciation for, for Parvati for donating to us on PayPal and just for just being an amazing, badass person. Yes. Yeah. So shout out to her. Truly. We got two new patrons. So shout out to Ash and another one of our homies, Henry. So thank y'all so much, and just like really appreciate our friends for supporting us. Truly, <laughs> truly, like, they really, yeah. And like, I mean, our friends, you know, they're really supportive and they're really sweet. But I feel like they would also tell us if our show wasn't shit. They would. They would. They're not. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, we're just gonna support, just to support. They'd be like, oh, y'all gotta fix X, Y, and Z. <laughs> so we really appreciate that. And we just want to give some love and some shout outs to uh, some of the listeners on SoundCloud. Yes, because everybody be undervaluing us SoundCloud listeners. Well, you know, we thank you. For, we thank you wherever you listen. <laughs> I'll just say that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but we just want to shout out Jean, Aaliyah, and Kaylin for being our top listeners on SoundCloud. Yes. And just shout out, and I love looking at the stats and just seeing where people are listening from. What was the most surprising stat for you? Wow. I don't, we have listeners in Namibia, Uganda, Saudi Arabia, Russia. Where else? Communist communities. <laughs> Russia was in our top three when I looked last week. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's some like yeah, lingering Soviet, <laughs> socialist, communist, something there. But shout out, Workers of the World Unite. We appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think for me, it was uh, Chicago was in our top three yeah. cities this week. So shout out to Chicago. I've never seen Chicago in our top right, before. Right, I was thinking that. So I'm like, okay, somebody found out in Chicago. And, and it's spreading. Yeah. It's spreading. So um, thanks to Chicago for suddenly yeah. two years in. No, I'm just, wow. wow. <laughs> No, I'm just very thankful, you know. I think it's because I was tweeting about binge watching the shy. Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, so Chicago entering our top three cities was really my surprise. And what's up, Canada? Y'all sleep? I just feel like we too damn close to Canada to not be getting more. We right there. We have friends in like all the major cities in Canada. Like, how is it that? Y'all not sharing the Canada? Come on now. (laughs) Anyway, whether you're in Namibia or Saudi Arabia, or Chicago, I think you should become, I think that you would like to become (laughs) a community contributor. And so you want to be like Ash, Henry, and Parvati, again, by becoming patrons or donating to our PayPal. So, do we want to move it on along to the mental moment? Again, um, I always say that this is my favorite segment. And, you know, you just bless us with your talents and your gifts. So... You know, sometimes <clears throat> when life is just too demanding, oh her insights and understanding will help you, help you to pull through. 
Like that skull cap suggestion was oh so nice. Hey! And her other skills will help you get right. That's why it's just pure common sense. In her, we've put our confidence. That's why. Listeners always say it's their favorite segment on Queer Walk. <laughs> it's the moment, mental moment with money <laughs> on Queer Walk. It's time for the moment, mental moment with money. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I might not know a lot of throwbacks, but I, I know I love would, me I, some Tevin. I knew you would have that one. <laughs> My, I think Nunu would have like karate chopped me in the throat if I didn't. I'm glad you would have deserved she, it. Uh, even though she was probably born the same year that song came out, it she considers matter. herself like Tevin Campbell's number one stand. So exactly. What? Yes. That's for you too, Nunu. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I hope I can live up to that amazing jingle thing. Okay, so today for the mental moment, I wanted to do seven principles of a healthy relationship. You know, I've been seeing more couples lately in therapy. I about um, to say, <laughs> in what way? <laughs> Bitch, I wish. I, like, I already told y'all my my ideal relationship is a lesbian triad, so... I feel like you mentioned, you mentioned that on every episode. I try to plug it, you know, just, <laughs> just in case. Just so nobody forgets. <laughs> just in case somebody's out there like, we need a third. <laughs> you know? Like, so. <laughs> yeah, so um, I thought I would just lay these out. Actually, there's a handout by, I think the company is called Take Control. Control. <laughs> yeah. And they've done like a lot of pamphlets. Uh, this one just sort of like resonated with me because I actually agree with it. I don't. I haven't really looked into the rest of theirs. But they lay out like seven principles of a healthy relationship. And I was just going to talk through them. Okay. And it was adapted from Relationships, an Open and Honest Guide by Les and Leslie Parrott. So the first principle. Oh, and so I'm just going to give you this like, it's kind of like a rundown of the seven principles. And y'all know I put all of it in the info box. Um, and then I know before we talked about like how to take an assessment of your relationship. So maybe you want to do that with this too. No pressure. Just saying. If you, if you only got two out of seven on the list. <laughs> Not that healthy. <laughs> I want to reconsider. <laughs> okay. So the first is compatibility. Do you and your partner have common interests and find each other interesting? Wow. Mm. Do you share things? Nikita, is, she's looking, but she already knows she's in a healthy relationship. I just want to go down the list just to make sure. Whatever. Number two is shared values. Do your morals and ethics sync up with your partners? This is what I'm doing my entire dissertation yeah. on, it feels like. Because I'm interviewing, I interviewed uh, queer women of color activist couples. And really, it feels like this is the crux of their relationship and what allows them to stay together through all of this shit. It's like, it's like this inherent trust that that sharing the same like value system builds in. Yeah. Um, it's like that political sink. Number three is admiration. 
Do you genuinely like who your partner is? I feel, oof, if you like saw them across the room, would you get butterflies? Are you and your partner, does your partner genuinely like you? Do you and your partner celebrate each other? Oh my God. Do you admire your partner? If you saw your partner across the room, would you be like, ooh, there goes day. Yeah. I know. I've seen it happen. <laughs> At my birthday. Okay. They googly eyed oh, each other. Oh, okay. okay. If, you, if you weren't so cute... I would have smacked the both of you, but I'm glad, I love you I'm both. glad that we were, um, you refrained from assaulting <laughs> your friend at a party. You're at my party. Yes. You were adorable enough to be, like, adorable and yeah. not it to wasn't be, like, like too much. sickening. Right, yeah. we're, we're never that way. Number four is being yourself. Do you both feel like you have the freedom and space to love who you are in your relationship? Wow. Ooh, that's a wow, that's a good one. And I think that might have knocked some people out that right, one. Right. They were like, one, two, three. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> but that could be it, right? Like I like to use a strength-based approach. So it's like if you if you have those other three and like your only point of like weakness sure. on this checklist is that you feel like you can't be yourself in your relationship, we could work with that because right. y'all are able to do the other three. Number five is communication. Mm. Can you really talk to your partner? How do the two of you deal with differences? How do you deal with disagreements? Is the communication regular? Mm. Yeah. Holy shit. These are good. That's what I said. I picked it up and I was like, I actually agree with these. These are really good. I feel like I see couples that either have one or more of these things and that's why they come to therapy. Yeah. 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 Number six is it real? Are you playing games? Are do you feel pressured to be in this relationship? Mm. Why are you there? That's that's yeah. That's like an ongoing question. I feel like you don't just ask that like once. You just have to absolutely continue. Yeah. Like something that I feel like erodes relationships is when people are like, I have to stay because now we got these two kids. Yeah. And like, or like we've been together for eight years. Might as well stay. Yeah. Like that that eats away. First right. of all, it eats, uh, eats away at like the fire of a relationship. Right. Like the things, the passionate parts. The we, we don't support the jagged edge approach. Well, if we ain't getting no younger. Might, might as well, well do it. <laughs> You say no, you couch anyway. <laughs> that is not why you should be in the relationship. Right. But what I was going to, just the one thing I was going to say is that like why, I think it's a question you have to always ask yourself because I think this is a thing that you hear. It's like people grow diff- in different directions. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, mm. are we still in the same space? Yeah. Are we still on the same page? Yeah. I, I am like in awe of relationships where, so it's kind of like the being yourself, the number four and the number six together, like the being yourself and is it real? Like where you can grow and like evolve and feel so like free in that, but also not feel like you have to stifle that in order to keep your relationship. I think that's like that right there is when I'm like, that shit is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you never feel like you have to sort of like shut off or hide parts of yourself or stop glowing just to... Have a bay. And the last one, the last principle of a healthy relationship is respect. Um, And I'm going to add like mutual respect. Do you treat each other well? Is respect a two-way street in your relationship? 
How do you feel respected? Does Ooh. your partner know how to show you respect? I must say, because that makes it concrete. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my seven principles of a healthy relationship. And so I will run through it again. But again, they're going to be in the description. Number one is compatibility. Number two is shared values. Number three, admiration. Number four, being yourself. Number five, communication. Number six, is it real? And number seven, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Mm. Lord rest her soul. No. I You know what I was just thinking? I think that this is good for romantic relationships, but I also feel like this is good for, like, healthy platonic friendships. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't think our relationship would, like, meet the criteria, friend. <laughs> oh, well, it looks like we're done. I think I think we have compatibility. Yeah. We shared have shared values. values. Admiration we have. Definitely. Being yourself. Yeah. Uh, communication. Yeah, we have communication. It's real. It's real. Respect. <laughs> I think we respect each other. I respect you. I, I respect just, you. I don't... I do, <laughs> I do respect you. Do you? I do. Do you? Nikita, I respect you. I just make fun you, of you, you sound to like, show you how much... You sound like an ancient... <laughs> I, I respect you. You don't even believe What it. else you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> I do respect you. You know I respect you. That's what you said. You know I love you, girl. That's, that's how you're treating me. That is not. Stop. I am not a fuckboy. That's that's my mental moment. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And now, our bi-weekly word with our womanist worker, wordsmith, Nikita. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell was, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> and to add to the W's, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I respect the effort that you put into my intro. I, I and you cackle at mine. <laughs> It's a cackle of... There's this, no respect in this relationship. From, it comes from a place of love. Oh, but when I said it, I was a fuckboy. It's different. It's because you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm really on one. All right. So, this week's word is African-American women in defense of ourselves. Huzzah! <laughs> I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. Huzzah, indeed. All right. So, Supreme Court uh, nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, you know, his name has been in the news because um, when he was um, 17 years old, going to some fancy, bougie, elite prep school, he and a classmate, Mike Judge, tried to uh, rape Christine Ford. They were 17. She was 15. And uh, there's been, rightfully so, a massive, like, wellspring of condemnation of his actions and um, a lot of support of uh, Christine Ford. Like, a a number of people, uh, particularly women, have come out um, and said, you know, we believe Christine Ford. And, you know, they have shared their own stories in the process. And... uh, that's, of course, the current context. And through all of the discussions around Christine Ford and Brett Kavanaugh, people have rightfully been invoking the case of Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas, who's also 
Supreme on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. right? So I was following Barbara Smith, excuse me, the Barbara, the Smith, Barbara Smith on Twitter. So she was talking about the the African American women in defense of ourselves. So there's a statement that went into the New York Times in 1991. It was around the same time of the Anita Hill case. And so it was Barbara Ransby, uh, Deborah King, and Elsa Barkley Brown. Um, So they were totally outraged by how the Senate committee was treating Anita Hill and, you know, how they totally dismissed, you know, her claims of sexual harassment and how they were specifically doing it around these really totally racist and sexist um, ways, right? And so, and this was in the 1990s. So, what no right. internet, right? In yeah. 1991, they galvanized 1,600 black women to sign this uh, letter. So, they f- did grassroots fundraising to take out a full page ad in the New York Times to show their support for Anita Hill, right? And so, there's this uh, black woman author named uh, Tayari Jones. And so, she was tweeting about this. So she said she remembers being 20 years old and she put $25 toward the price of the ad. And the ad was in the New York Times. So in in 1991, they raised uh, $50,000 to get the ad into the paper. And that's how much, and that's how much, because that's how much it costs to get the ad in. A full page. A full page ad. And so... um, I'm just thinking about like organizing 1,600 black women. So they called people that they knew to, you know, let them know that they were organizing this um, effort. And then they um, had a set up a 1 800 number for people to call who wanted to sign the letter and who wanted to donate to get the, um, to cover the $50,000 ad cost. And so what they said was they, um, I mean, of course, wasn't no big institution or no Mm -hmm, wealthy person mm -hmm. trying to fund that. So they said it was just, a whole bunch of small donations. Yeah, yeah. Right, that that allow them to get, to cover the cost of the ad. That, I mean, that speaks to me, to like their organizing, sure. I'm, I'm not trying to, you sure. know, shade your organizer, but like, to me it also speaks to um, black women and how like visceral sexual assault and rape is as topics for us. Sure. And like, just like the word you said, like only nobody, nobody shows up for us but ourselves. And I'm, so I was thinking about like that dude who ran in Alabama. I can't even remember his name now, but how overwhelmingly he didn't get that like oh, seat yeah. because black women showed up to the polls. Sure, sure, and it's, sure. I don't know. It's just like we always show up. Sure. Right. Because if, you know, if not us, then who? Right. Right. So, and even when they were, there was even a debate within the organizing because they said, um, they were saying that like the New York Times hadn't done a good job in terms of the coverage. Yeah. So some people were like, why would we even give $50,000 yeah. to, you know, mm-hmm. the New York Times when they've had such abysmal coverage of, you know, Anita Hill's um, testimony and the really atrocious uh, treatment that, you know, she was receiving. Um, and it, it feels like anytime. We talk about this because I just saw somewhere that Joe Biden is like his name is being tossed around as like a a presidential candidate for like 2020 and like the role, you know, 2020 for the presidential election. It's like the the role that he played. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and just how he facilitated the, the, you know, the horrific treatment of Anita Hill and not that it would and 
not that it would undo all of that um, damage or harm, but like I mean, he's never apologized. Yeah, for that. That's my thing. It's you know? like I don't think that apologies do much when like sure. harms are so big. But but the acknowledgement is part of it. Isn't like that's part of reparations? Right. Is the acknowledgement that a wrong was done? Exactly. Exactly. I found the statement, and we'll post a link to it in the um, in the show notes. So the, just the last thing I wanted to say was that with her, you know, other people um, have been talking about this and sharing it. And Barbara Smith mentioned it herself was that it was like one of the tweets I saw, they were like, someone said that Barbara Smith had the foresight to get the ad printed in a poster form. So people, mm-hmm. you know, f- you know, t- for posterity. Right, so, right. We can, so we yeah. can like know and remember it. I just thought that um, given well. everything that's like, happening it's just like this kind of like this history feels um important just to revisit mm-hmm. and just amplify and highlight that black women have had it right since the 99 in the 2000s that, <laughs> essentially that 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 is that is as you would say the black ass bottom line <laughs> thank you nikita yeah. um thank you not only for like the the current moment like link like the the update on that sure. but also to like telling us how this is not new, right? Right, right, and right. That we've seen this play out before. Right. The, the, but the difference, though, like, people have mentioned this, and I do, this This is the last thing that I will say for real, but um, I just, I feel like so often we don't get to have, the right sets the terms of so many political debates and discussions, but I feel like given, you know, Me Too, given Time's Up, mm-hmm. like, I've been seeing, like, I mean, going back to the New York Times, so when Tr- Trump was like, you know, he tweeted, why didn't she report, like, the New York Times, which is not any kind of, like, bastion of radical anything, there's, like, an immediately an article that was like, well, these are all the re- reasons why mm-hmm, women don't mm-hmm, report, mm-hmm. and even, it just seems like all of the, kind of, all of the, um, you know, the straw person arguments or the tropes that you know, people tend to fall back on or use in terms of trying to smear or like minimize or trivialize sexual assault. It seems like they're like being like quickly eroded so, so easily yeah. eroded. And like that is, yeah. the, that's like the power and the testament of how a movement, there's been like this right, groundswell right. Yeah. of us, of women coming forward and others. Um, but also like w- what it means to like for masses of people to say, this is totally un- unconscionable. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be consequences. Right. Right. It's like, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this, I mean, Clarence Thomas is sitting on the bench. Doesn't mean Brett Kavanaugh still might, but it's mm-hmm. like, it also forces, um, like, I think the conversation feels on some level, it feels like it feels different. And it feels like we're like the left. And I mean that broadly and women and feminists, um, and womanists and others are like have been able to intervene yeah. in a meaningful way yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. Whereas like all the old arguments just don't, t- mm-hmm. they just they just don't fly because mm-hmm. we've already done that work. Like yeah. I just, um, I always think about uh, like us standing on the shoulders of generations before us. Yeah, and it's like we've already shot that that excuse to shit. Like right. next, right? Um, and it helps to have. Like incredible, you know, black feminist luminaries like Barbara Smith on Twitter, like (laughs) doing it still. So, all right, so we gotta move it on along into our topic. Um, and our topic this week is actually a letter. So we received a letter from you need a name, Nikita. Why are you looking at? 
looking at me like that. Because you had a name. You had, you had um, like three. I can't remember. I was going to try to like pick names of like queer women of color characters on TV shows. And uh, this letter is from Callie Torres. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, great. Um, yeah. So Callie Torres writes, I love y'all show. Uh, money, you help me feel validated with the mental moment. And Nikita, your word is indeed a motherfucking word. I always learn something. Thank you, Kelly. My question for y'all is around my being a gay and navigating dating and sex as such. Recently, I went on a date with a nice young woman and we decided to have a follow-up date. Originally, it was just a meetup at a bar, but she hit me back and asked if I wanted to watch a movie at her spot. Uh, duh. Yes, girl. <laughs> My friends make fun of me because, in their words, recently these young ladies are throwing the pussy at me, but I don't know what to do when I catch it. <laughs> Thing is, I'm nervous, but also excited and game. I used to, I'm used to being good at shit. Not to brag, but I really am good at mad stuff. And I don't want to commit the worst sin and give another woman bad head. Mm. I don't want to be bad at sex. I also don't want to be known by some ridiculous head ass name in her and her friend group's chat. (laughs) Can you? Can y'all bless the kid with some resources and advice so I don't embarrass myself in these streets? Thank you in advance. Signed, Callie Callie. Torres. Okay. So the first thing that I think about when I think about, like, having good sex is... This is so cheesy, but like it's communication. Oh, man, that's how, yeah, that's Because, yeah, because, like, it's different with every woman. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, I can tell you some tricks that I know... But some people might not might not like it because right. like sex is different with sure. every partner. And so actually on episode 45, Hot Enough to Melt Ice, um, I talked about how to talk to Bay about sex. Mm. Um, and so that might be a good place to start. Just because you just don't jump from like watching the movie on the couch to like face diving into the muff. Mm. So <laughs> Nikita does. But... Uh, you know, it could happen. Best case scenario, they w- there would be some warm up because sure. what we know about like puss is that it takes some time to warm up. It's like a it's like an oven, you know. It, you don't just turn it on and bam, it's three seventy five. You, you it gotta warm up. So <laughs> best case scenario, there would be some sort of foreplay. But if you've been like me, 406 days without sex, I understand. Wow, not- why are you counting in days? <laughs> That's just you're just trying to torture yourself. That's wow. Anyway, Nikita, do you have any suggestions, well, tangible suggestions? Well, I mean, for how to lay it down. I feel like so on that episode, I think you were talking specifically about like if you were. Do you, I guess let me back up. Do you think it's different when you're in a relationship talking about sex versus with somebody you're trying new? to? I think like it's somebody you're. Trying I think it's to. actually easier when it's somebody new. You think so? Yeah, like that flirtatious, like, what do you like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's actually easier when you when you haven't been together for, like, a while. Sure. And then you finally find right. out that they don't like that uh, tickle thing you do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, girl, you just got to stop that. Just, it's easier when things are new and yeah. you're, like, trying to get to know. Yeah. So, like, or even it's easier to play games. When it's new. We mean So, like, games. let's play, like, a, a erotic massage game where we just, like, um, rub each other. 
And we say blue for areas that like don't do nothing for you. Like yellow for areas that are kind of and red for areas that are like, yes, bitch, yes. Wow, so, you put me onto something. What other tips you got? I'm not telling you. I'm tell, just trying to say I tell be, Callie. <sighs> Callie needs to know. Be giving out good tips. I cook now. I <laughs> I can read. I'm funny. I don't know why. I'm not getting any. But this is not Curved Chronicles. This is topic. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one suggestion. Like, make it fun and play games. It's a lot easier to, yeah. like, explore that stuff with somebody wow. new. that's a really good concrete tip right there. When it comes down to the business of eating the box, I feel like I wish I could. I mean, I know that there are episodes out there. Um, of other podcasts, the um, the one that I'm thinking of is the Talk It Out podcast. They have they have a like a second. I don't I don't know if they're actually both Talk It Out or if they both go together. I don't know, but they have one called, <laughs> called To Black, um, and that's all about sex on there. And I know they have an episode of To Black that talks about eating a box um, and like how to do that well. I'm also thinking about like Vagistine, uh, mm. Vanessa also, and I think. T- uh, Actually, Gabby and KT were guests on that episode of, like, how to eat the box well. So, um, those are just, like, two podcasts that I could, like, direct you to. I don't know how to give tips on how to eat the box because it's so different with every person. Right, right. And I think that you have to ask people. You have to ask, yeah. what What they like. And I really like shit talkers. And I think that's, like, part of, like, me being so big on communication. Because, like, you could work that into doing it, too. Like, if you get really good at saying things, like, nastily, like, you can work it in and give bomb head. What do you mean? Give me an example. Nikita, you always do this to me. And you put me out here. I be super vulnerable on this mic. And you don't be saying shit. You just be sitting there like, hmm. That is a good, oh, yeah. Hmm. And then I, I just done like laid all my stuff out there. You know, Mama Sharon listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I didn't, I didn't say give me an example from your personal life. I just said give me an example. An example of what? Because what did you just say? Talking nasty? Talking nasty in order to like get better, like to know what she likes. Like just, I don't know, talking through what you're doing. And so, like, you, oh, I see. You want me to put my yeah, yeah, in okay, your, okay. You know, right. <laughs> or, this is this is turning into like a Mad Lib game. You want to put my <laughs> woo in your ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. You want to take those panties off so I could woo your ass? Like you know, like <laughs> yeah, okay. Talk through what you're doing, and I promise you, like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just for me because, like. I don't know. Like, I, I am so big on communication. Um, but, like, that's a turn on within itself. It's, like, dirty talk to me. Sure. And it gives you, like, pointers, you know? I think the, like, yeah, the pointers are good. Like, you can read the cues if you, like, let me put my in you. And she's like, mm. <laughs> Actually. Okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know? Like, you get it. Um. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um, no, that's good. I was that was gonna be my main thing. Is like, have you talked? Mm-hmm. Have you talked to them? Have you asked? I mean, honestly, though, if you're a gaby, I mean, I think that sex with new people, I think it's okay if it's awkward. And the great thing about lesbian sex is that it's sort of marathony. So, like, even if the first time during that encounter, right, the head is bad. Go back down. Try I'm, again. Well, I'm gonna say, you know, go to the kitchen, get some water, get some, yeah. get fresh, get rejuvenated, get back in there. 
<laughs> Go ahead, squirt. <laughs> squirt. <laughs> that, that was the perfect word, actually. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, like, is this the first time you've ever eaten the box and you're writing to us about it? Just pay attention to all the parts of it, of mm. the box. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, work around. Inner thigh kisses don't hurt. I'm really, no. I'm going to emphatically second that. Yeah. That's Some like important. bites and nibbles on inner thigh are kind of good too. Um, and then like work your way in because like the anticipation also yep. builds, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be afraid. Just, yeah. You just really got to get in there. Yeah. Breathe through your nose. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> yes. It'll help. Um, oh, and watch the tilt of your head because your, um, like, neck and jaw will start hurting and then you'll just, like, (laughs) (laughs) become, like, a bobblehead. (laughs) So, like, when you can, like, try to rest your head, like, like, maybe on their thigh, you know, so that there's not all this. If you're, like, if they're laying down and you're, you know, in between their legs like that. Or a good angle to get at it is if you're on the floor and, like, pull them to the edge of the bed. That way, you know, you don't get that neck jaw thing. Where you, <laughs> you just sort of, like, collapse. Like, <laughs> you know, like, when you've been down there a while, that neck jaw thing really hurts. That is so funny. The neck jaw thing. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think that I do. You've never had the neck jaw thing happen. It's like th- like you've been holding your neck at this angle, pretty much just like this, and you have your jaw open, like it's mm. wide open for like a long time, and so <laughs> so then you get to this point where you like can't even hold your head up because the back of your neck is so tired. So you just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've. I feel like it's normally like a next day thing. I don't feel like I feel it in the moment. <laughs> Maybe I need to work on my um. My shoulder strength. Yeah, it's like after you go to the gym and like the next day you feel it. No, I feel it Instantly? while I'm there. That like, is so funny. Jeez, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when I started, you know, like the face riding stuff. It really saves my neck. Because you're like, uh-uh, yeah, we hurt my neck. <laughs> or getting on the floor with right. them on the edge of the bed. All of those. Eating in front of the back like a stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> Wow. Wow. They all help. So, you're not going to say anything, Nikita? I feel like I said what I needed to say. I think the communication thing is important. I feel like I feel like it's moot to give specific tips cuz you don't know. You don't know what it's going to stimulate. What would have helped you as a gay bee? You know what? Time. You're going to think I'm being so ridiculous, but I just I don't know. I was just, I was just like a natural. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I feel like also, um, Callie Torres, you might be like under, I don't know, underselling yourself. Like just because it's your first time doesn't mean you're going to be bad. And I too am great at everything, all the things. Oh. Um, and so I get the like pressure that you're putting on yourself, but I promise you like it's, it's not this. I feel like people write about, um, like, women's bodies. Like, they're just these, like, Rubik's Cubes. That need, oh, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. 
Like making somebody come off head is not that uh, elusive and like True. bizarre. Like yeah. it's it's pretty straightforward. I guess, and also the question I have to you is, I'm wondering if they've already talked about sex because why are they focusing on head? Like, do they know that that is a thing that gets these potential partners uh, off? Is this an assumption? Because there's other ways it's that probably people a, enjoy a, a lesbian assumption. As well, there's a other ways to like. You know, that people derive pleasure. Oh, yes. So, it's just interesting to me that that was their... That that was their... Well, they might be comfortable with all the other things. Oh, I see. I see. Maybe head is the thing. Really? You think so? Hmm. I don't know. Like, this could be. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think I was too worried about... uh, Kind of lingus, it's... Like I said, you, whew, that strap thing, you really got to get in the gym <laughs> for that. I I am fully aware that my strap game sucks. <laughs> like, it's whack. <laughs> it's just not my strength. Yeah, that takes, whew. I was like, I just have to really get all that hip abduction machine. Just, I feel like your abs got to be good. It's a lot. It's, your it's back re- got to be It's really a core. It's like a core it's a lower workout. body workout. But you also have to be flexible. Yeah. Like you can't you can't yeah. just be tight. Yeah. Like the muscles strong. Yeah. You also have to be flexible. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's what you really better be thinking about. Callie. Stretching. Yeah. <laughs> do you do yoga? You're gonna have to get your ass up into that. I, that's why I'm I much prefer like handheld toys. I, I think oh. I can. Oh. That... <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so I hope we helped. Thanks for the letter. I feel like, can we get an update? I was going to ask that. <laughs> I mean, we were, we, obviously, we wouldn't share it. Of course not. But I would just like to know how things are going in that, in that mm-hmm. regard. <laughs> get it in, girl. <gasps> All right. So we're going to move it on into Curved Chronicles. Yes. Curved, curved, curved. That echo was bad, but whatever. <laughs> it's, you know. Nikita, you have a Curved Chronicle this week. So these two things happen in the same day, same moment. So one is not, uh, well, one is a shoulda curved, and then the other is not necessarily a romantic curve. I, um, I got a really bad haircut once. Yeah. And I went back to that barbershop. Why? Because on word of recommendation, there's a really good lesbian barber who's a, I didn't go to the right barber at that spot so the guy who cut my hair was sitting outside there's a lesbian barber here yes I told you about her oh you did but you didn't tell me about her anyway so she was there and the guy who cut my hair I saw him and I just I like I clenched up I was like nah not again play we can't, we can't I would have told them that the haircut was bad. And so he was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, you need a haircut? I was like, yes. I was like, but I'm here for the other person. (laughs) And he was like, oh, all right. He had like an attitude. So I curved my, that barber that gave me the bad haircut. How'd it work out? The From the lesbian? Mm -hmm. It was amazing. (laughs) And so, and so she worked with this guy. So she was just staring at my head. I I was like, you know, I'll just talk. I was like, I want this, I want this. And so she's black. So she was like. How about you just let me do what I want? Because she's like, who did this shit? And I was like, he's out there. She's like, well, he fucked up. So she set me right. She did a really good job. So I had just come from work. I was sitting in the little waiting room area. 
And I had on my high visibility work construction gear. Mm-hmm. There's another guy who had on construction gear, right? Black man. And so he was like, he's like, Miss, he's like, you do construction? And I was like, because I saw him in his outfit. And, you know, I am I was excited to talk to him. Because mm-hmm. I was like. <laughs> About where did he get that high visibility? I just, wanted, you know, I just wanted to talk to him, see if he had any preference for tools or anything, you know. I was telling him about the kind of construction work that I do. He was telling me about what he did and where he worked. And so I was, so he was like, yeah, he was like, you know, uh, he's like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, I was like, my name's Nikita. And he's like, that's a real pretty name. And I was like, oh, I was like, what's your name? And he was telling me. <laughs> oh my and then gosh, I wrote down my name and number. I was like, we should talk more. Nikita. And he was like, and he was like yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, we should really spend some time. You idiot. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I'm new. I was like, I have so many questions. And he was like, so what's a good time to call you? <laughs> so he's like, yeah. He's like, Nikita. So he shook my hand. He's like, he's like, that's such a pretty name. He's like, I look forward to talking to you. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to talk about work things with you. You should have clocked it from Miss. As soon. You wearing high visibility in a barbershop. As soon as he left, I was like, I don't think we want to talk about the same things. <laughs> I do not think that we want to talk about the same things. And I was like... He wanted to talk about your toolbox, all right. I, apparently. I was like, I want to talk about a different kind of drill, sir. <laughs> and I just, I felt so ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, I should have curved that. <laughs> but I, I thought I looked like a whole ass dyke. Not, I guess not that that means anything. I know. It means nothing to heterosexual It was just, men. it was just absurd. And I was, I was like, this interaction. Like, for a second, I was like, why is he talking like this? And then I was like, oh, that, okay. Huh. And you know, he never called me. <laughs> so he curved you. He curved he, me. Probably the same moment that you were like, I don't think we want to talk about the same He's thing. He's probably like, I don't think we want to talk right, about right, the same right. thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, talk shop. Wow. Yeah. That was funny. I am so glad that you saved that Kurt Chronicle for now. Yeah. I needed that laugh. That was ridiculous. I was just like, huh. I was like, I feel really naive right now. <laughs> has has your world reached the point where like you're so homo homo normative that like you can't even understand straight people anymore? I feel like <laughs> Yeah. I just feel like I just scream gay. I don't know, because it's like, on one way, you're like, hello, I'm gay. What, is that because, like, you're, like, masculine presenting? I don't know. I just, I just, I, I'm always like. Because would it also be kind of, like, fucked up for them to assume that you're queer? I mean, it's, of- I guess for me, it's like, on some level, what I realize is that, like, I'm, like, I'm with me all the time. Mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. I'm with my gay ass, think of my gay thoughts, being yeah. my gay self yeah. all the time. So, I, like, other people aren't with me and mm-hmm, seeing mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think similarly for me, like, it's so bizarre to me when, like, people think I'm straight. Yeah. Almost offensive. Yeah. Like, but it's because like I'm in my head You're all the right, time. Like, yeah. Right. Like yeah. I know me. You know, yeah. I don't have that heterosexual <laughs> affliction. How dare you? <laughs> what are you trying to say about me? Yeah. Yeah. I just so. have queer walk walk thoughts. <laughs> hey, you you leave you leave that to me, okay? Stay in your lane. I mean, wow. 
And that's it for the gay agenda. <laughs> Here, queer, recruiting without fear. <laughs> Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Studs McTwerkle, out. <laughs> Studs McTwerkle? <laughs> yes. That sounds so nasty. <laughs> that's my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that we are doing a live show on October 20th, and we will be joined by Diamond Styles of Marshall's Plate Podcast and Sir Knight of Black Trans TV. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I feel silenced. So yeah, that is October 20th here at Syracuse University. So if uh, you can make it to Q's. Come on through. It's going to be October 20th at October 5. October 20th. Um, the only other thing I had is, okay, I have this tarot of the Alicia. <laughs> so why are you laughing? Because it's cute. Okay, so I have this tarot card deck. It's the Tarot of the Arishas. Um, If you, like, Google it, you'll find it. It's like a yellow box set. Um, I have the guidebook and the cards, and I just don't feel connected to it. Like, I've had it for a while. I've like done all the things to try to connect to these cards and then they just don't resonate with me. And so what that's telling me is that they will probably resonate with somebody else better. I have other tarot card decks that I know and love and I want to gift this one to somebody. So to be fair, the first person who posts this episode on their Instagram story and tags Queerwalk and me in it, you can have... The Orisha Tarot deck, if you trust me to have your mailing address. <laughs> so, what, why would you preface that like that? Because some people are like really, you know, like, ooh, ooh, with their oh, sure. mailing address. And I get that because, you know, right. folks be wilding. Yeah. So, not that anyone here on the Queer Rock uh, podcast. My guess is if you are excited about a tarot card deck based <laughs> on the Orishas, <laughs> I ain't worried about it. Right, right. <laughs> So, yeah, just like post this episode to your story, tag me and Queer Walk in it. And be like, give me the card. Yeah, be like, give me the tarot deck money. You got it. It's yours. Um, Yeah, because I, you know, it was, it cost all the coin. And I'm like, I can't just like throw it out. Yeah, I'll even throw in like some sage or something to get my energy off of it so it can be all yours. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's all I had. That's wonderful. I think that's a a show. It's a show. All right, y'all. Deuces. We out.